0: This is the Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Vanderton. Jean Francois here from Colchester, Vermont, my good buddy Andrew Vanderton from Rochester, New York. Hello, Andrew. great guest coming up later Andrew writer director Tom DiNucci from the film Johnny and Clyde starring Megan Fox it's like a Bonnie and Clyde crazy heist thing that has not gotten the greatest reviews online uh, but you know because he's a good guy I didn't want to talk to Tom about that so I just tried to have an objective open mind I have not seen the movie Andrew have you?
1: I haven't seen it. I do want to watch it. It looks like it's going to be deliciously corny.
0: There you go. And deliciously corny is never a bad thing sometimes. You know, the reason why you haven't seen it is that it's because it just uh, got out to theaters and on demand today, May 5th, as we're recording this. Um, But this episode will go out, what, the following Wednesday, May 10th? So by then it'll be, you know, already well in and you'll see a lot more reviews and Andrew, you'll be able to give me your honest feedback by then. Yes, definitely. I'm going to check this movie out. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you know, I was looking at this wedding list from Slate.com. Slate.com says, all right, 2023, we have to have new wedding rules, even though we're like, what, a half year into 2023? I think we're like almost six months in. It's insane.
1: It is. It's going way too fast. Slow down.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, this spoke to me because I am getting married in September. As you know, Andrew, you're going to be there. A lot of family and friends are going to be there. So I wanted to see if I needed to abide by these wedding rules. Because, you know, you're being pulled in different directions when you are getting married by people that want to inflict their opinion on what constitutes a good wedding. So I want to get your experience and then I'll probably give my honest opinion on this. So... Number 15, they say that a new wedding rule for 2023 is dancing is mandatory for everyone able. And I don't even think that needs to be said, because I think, Andrew, that the only good part of a wedding is the drinking and dancing. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: I love all the dancing. I love all the drinking. It's a reverse footloose, and I'm here for it.
0: Now, what do you mean by reverse footloose? I saw that on the Google Doc, and I'm like, uh, what? another Andrewism that I need to know more
1: about. Well, because in Footloose, it was illegal to dance in the town, so you can dance and be fun, but at a wedding, you should have to dance.
0: Yeah, Footloose is one of those white 80s movies that I have not checked out. I've checked out Breakfast Club, maybe a little bit pretty in pink, but Footloose was just one of those ones that just missed the radar for me. (laughs)
1: it's okay. It's an interesting movie. I recommend if you want something to watch that's like fun but weird, check it.
0: There you go. Um, Yeah, you know, dancing is the only good part and the drinking along with the dancing makes it even better for a wedding. I've been to weddings where I am sober and just bored and anxious with all the awkward Uh, crowded conversation that tends to happen. You know how it is, Andrew, when you're sitting in a table, uh, maybe some people you do know, maybe some people you know, you're a guest at someone's wedding and there's a lot of crowd noise, so you have to deal with that along with the social anxiety of like, what do we talk about while we eat this bland chicken? So anytime I'm at a (laughs) wedding, I'm only there for the drinking and dancing at the end of the night because that is when you let loose and maybe, I don't know, make out with someone's grandmother.
1: Oh, Granny is
0: getting it in. Okay. I'm going to go into Granny's cookie jar in just a moment. (laughs) And we move on to number 14. Speeches must be pre-written, says Slate.com, for new wedding rules of 2023. You know what? I agree with this one, Andrew, because last June, I went to a dear friend's wedding, and their best man, a wonderful, kind human being, but clearly the best man did not write a speech because he was stream of consciousness just going on and on and on. And it was one of those weird things where it was like, oh yeah, you're sentimental, you mean well, but my God, it's like 45 minutes later, can we get to the other speeches? And everybody else at the wedding party agreed. So I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding experience like that, Andrew.
1: I have, where there's been super long speeches. I say like, write it down, don't screen it, but if I see somebody come up there with cards of speech things to say... We're going to ask you to sit down.
0: Absolutely. Number 13, they say that a new wedding rule for 2023 should be simplify the menu. Just make your vegetarian option vegan. Now, maybe you're pro this, Andrew, because you are a vegan. Look, I mean, I got to be honest, when me and Tony, when we were in the catering planning process of our wedding coming up in September, I was just like, oh, God. Like, it just seemed like an extra step to consider the one or two vegan or vegetarian members of our Uh, wedding invite list, which which of course includes you, Andrew. Um, I I just wish that you were able to eat meat and have it just like be stuffed with vegetables inside. I just wish it was that easy.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's the thought that counts, John. That is what is more appreciated than anything. I, on this end, I'm like, if you have a vegetarian option, you know, it's kind of like when if you eat meat as a standard part of your diet, you're like, oh, I'm gonna splurge and have like filet mignon or something tonight. When I go someplace and they're like, oh, vegetarian, I'm like, okay, I have a little dash of whatever's in there. And it kind of makes me feel like good.
0: Now be careful because I know you've told me some experiences where you've had to like temporarily break your vegan diet for the sake of having fun. Say like when uh, I visited your home city of Rochester, New York, I met you in person for the first time last March and uh, I think you said your stomach was turning a little bit,
1: wasn't it? It did, but I mean, my stomach will be fine another day. Like, I'm probably never going to be at this person's wedding ever again if they stay married. So I'm like, no, let me just have some fun.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you'll have plenty of gas when you die, right? No, no, no. I think yeah. when you when you when you drop dead, do you, does
1: all the gas come out or no? It sure does. It comes out of your body. All <laughs> oh, oh,
0: cold and corpsey. Ew. <laughs> smelling like fried onions and disappointment. Oh, jeez!
1: <laughs> you sounded turned on by that. <laughs> it sounded like a very thick smelling. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> All
0: right, number 12. They say that a new wedding rule for 2023 should be uh, the ending of posed photos. Um, I mean, posed photos for me, Andrew, I don't like them because there's a lack of naturalness to them, if that's even a word. Um, like the engagement photo shoot that Tony and myself did I don't know, a few months ago here in Vermont. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, this clearly is for Tony. I don't like it. We're outside. It's still, there's still snow. There's still cold in Vermont. So that added to just me being like, I guess I'll have to do it. Um, <laughs> now, I think your
1: opinion uh, you are okay with post photos as long as they're a bit more fun, right? I want them. I want jailhouse poses. I want like those old school church poses where they arrange you from shortest to highest. I want all of the corny photos.
0: I love that, especially the jailhouse one, because it's maybe symbolic for some couples like, oh, God, getting married to you is like being locked up forever.
1: <laughs> like this is horrible.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. Give us a good kiss, they say, number 11 on the list of new wedding wedding rules for 2023. Um and I I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't like uh, you know the the photographer or the audience directing me like oh yeah kiss her on the cheek kiss her on the mouth give her a nice extra tongue like I don't know I just feel like I'm a, like a prostitute monkey or something like that like that. I mean do you like the, do you do you like egging on the 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 wedding couple to you know give a good kiss for the public?
1: I am never going to get over the term prostitute monkey. <laughs> 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 um but i am the like you i don't want to force them to kiss it feels so heavy in the room when people do that i like to just see it look natural
0: absolutely i mean it kind of reminds me of uh, when i was in middle school and um, I don't know. For some reason, there were like friends I was hanging out with that was egging me on to kiss this girl in front of like all of them in the like center of the hallway. And it was just this weird thing of like, why why are we doing this? Like, this is a private moment. This is like peer pressure at
1: its worst, Andrew. It really is. But it's got this like weird vibe to it. Like, I feel like we're re- watching Lord of the Flies happen in front of people. And I'm like, oh, this is what you guys really do in the dark. I've got to watch that Lord of the Flies
0: movie. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. So it, it looks like, based on your description of it, that it's worth
1: watching. It's really good, it's worth watching. Check it out, John. I want to ask you questions if you watch it.
0: Ooh, questions ago (laughs) 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 no one has to walk you down the aisle says number 10 on the list of wedding rules for 2023 and i agree i agree i mean i don't know how tony feels about it i have to like double check with my uh, fiance tony about this um i feel like she would both be okay and both not be okay with her dad walking her down the aisle because like i could see her doing it just for the sake of like oh that would be a sweet moment dad and daughter But at the same time, um, I feel like Tony may not do it for the same reason – that she's not going to take my last name, which I'm completely fine with. She's not of the idea that, oh, you know, a woman is just being brought to the man as if it's the man's possession. I totally get that. I don't care about her not having my last name. Frankly, I think anybody who has my last name, it just sounds weird. That's not an egotistical thing. It's just like, Tony Francois. ill, no. Go go away. <laughs> uh, but what do you think about that, Andrew? I mean, Do you like the whole idea of walking someone down the aisle, walking the bride or the groom down the aisle by the father or whatever
1: i mean i've always thought like you know it's a cool tradition but i agree you don't have to like it shouldn't be an obligation if you want to walk down the aisle by yourself i think it's a cool thing i've seen these recent wedding trends where they turn the aisle into like a fashion show runway and the bride models their dress all by themselves or just walks down alone and it's just as effective and beautiful
0: I like it because it shows like, yeah, I'm independent. I'm sexy. Just watch me. Don't watch that old man that I, I guess I call my dad.
1: <laughs> that old man. Why is he here?
0: <laughs> yeah. The old man with the, with the biker beard and the, uh, and the, and, and the farty smell coming from his butt cheeks. Like what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's, that's not worth a comment, I agree. Number nine, it's fine if someone else wears white um i know tony is not wearing white i know she chose not to go with the traditional pure white dress the purity site no she's not pure definitely not um and I, and I mean that in the best way possible andrew <laughs> tony knows what i means um i mean i look i don't care i mean i, I think that it, it, personally for up to me like every, anybody at the wedding the guests whatever they could come in whatever color they want whatever makes them happiest um but I think you have a have a strong opinion about this.
1: If the people who are getting married are wearing white and are like specifically saying, "Hey, we're wearing this color or we're specifically wearing white," then I don't think the guests should wear it. It just feels like you may be interfering with their moment or whatever they have planned. But if they're not like wearing white, why not? Yeah, yeah, right?
0: And, and and you know what? The attention seeking reason that you're giving that like that's that I, I figured that you would go right up that alley. You know what I mean? I think it's that classic thing of like, oh, the bride is wearing this beautiful white dress and one of her bridesmaids is wearing a beautiful white dress. What the hell, bitch? I'm a slap you like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think I would be a little if I'm not going to lie, if I was getting married and I'm like. Don't wear emerald green and somebody shows up in emerald green, I'm going to be very upset. Like, really? I said, don't show on that, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number eight if you travel from out of town, you don't need to get the couple a gift. Actually, all gifts should be banned says Slate.com in their list of wedding rules for 2023. Um, I mean, personally, I don't care about gifts. Tony is bombarding me with the whole thing about, oh, we got to have the wedding gift registry. We got to give people ideas for the wedding gift registry. I don't care about any of that. Frankly, I'm the same. Like, the way I approach Christmas is the way I approach this wedding. If you want to give me something, give me cash. We all always need cash. I don't know how you feel about the whole wedding gift idea, Andrew.
1: (laughs) I always feel like wedding gifts should be given at the shower. Like if you're at the shower, that's whatever gift that, you know, you want to give or get. Um, But at the wedding itself, there should just be money. Envelopes of money being thrown at the people getting married. Just take our money. I
0: was going to say, make it rain and make sure the wedding couple is naked while they're accepting your raining money.
1: <laughs> naked for the first dance. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Naked for the first dance, just so we get a first sneak peek of what the wedding night might be like. And then after that, all subsequent dances close on, multiple layers, like we're Eskimos.
1: <laughs> Can we agree that the naked dance is the chicken dance?
0: Oh, yeah. <sings> squashy, squashy, squashy tits. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just imagining. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to get into it because Tony's family might be listening. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But you know what I mean. Uh, just the the I, I, lots of images going on in my head right now. Let's move on, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Whoa. All right. No, number seven. No kids. If kids are needed for the ceremony, a car should be waiting. Yeah, we're not going to have kids for our wedding in September. Um, look, I mean, I understand. I mean, especially like if you know, two people are getting married and they have kids. Like, yeah, there is a certain sentiment of wanting your kids to be a part of your special day. But also keep in mind that there are certain adult things that tend to happen at the wedding, dancing, drinking, making out, hooking up, blah, blah, blah. And it just seems to be a nuisance to have kids uh, around because you got to watch them. You got to worry about what they, what you want them to see and what you don't want them to see.
1: So I don't know. I just
0: feel like, you know, if you can get a babysitter, then nah.
1: Yes, get a babysitter. Kids should not be here unless they are delivering you a glass of merlot and then going home.
0: Andrew, you sound like you you, uh, you just gave me the image of a very sad alcoholic parent home like, "Ah, little Timmy, what are you good for? Give me a beer." <laughs> Oh. Oh, god. forget about reading you a bedtime story forget about helping you out with your homework give me my merlot i need to have a good time and remind myself that i'm happy with you
1: it, that's exactly what it's gonna be and then the kid brings over shiraz and you're like i told you merlot looks like this i need you to go back please oh
0: god <laughs> Woo. man oh man i feel sorry for that kid <laughs> Oh, God. Tears in my eyes, Andrew. Tears in my eyes from laughing so much. Um, It is fine to skip a wedding for any reason, but RSVP early. Number six on the list of wedding rules for 2023. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I think that's a standard courtesy thing. I mean, uh, honestly, yes, it would be sad if certain friends of mine could not... Uh, show up to the wedding i mean if you could not show up to the wedding andrew of course i would be sad disappointed at the same time if stuff comes up if emergencies like oh man like you know i I gotta be there for somebody going through something or just anything serious um that demands more attention than some silly wedding then yeah i mean you know give give me a heads up and i'll totally understand uh what do you think about this
1: i agree just I'm always going to give a heads up, and I always love getting a heads up, especially for a major event like this. Just say, "Hey, I understand you can't come, but thank you so much for just showing the love."
0: Yes. Uh, number five: Never say black tie optional shoes. Um, I mean, again, this is another one where I'm like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't believe in just being like, oh, everybody, you know, has the option of wearing this one tie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded to whatever color. Uh, you bring at the wedding, especially since it's a Vermont wedding and Vermont tends to be a a hobnob of, oh, some people will dress casually like they're going out for a beer and then there's other people that dress a little bit more uh, dressy, 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 dressy. What's your rule for the whole uh, black tie optional thing at at the weddings?
1: I always say it's an option. Dress how you want. If you want to come super classy, I'm here for it. If you show up dressed like Thanos... I am even more here for it. So give me a costume, give me whatever you have. Just the fact that you're here is more than enough.
0: Now, now, what if somebody dress up like Thanos, but they don't have the body of Thanos? What if they're like just like this limp weakling of a person that attempts to look like Thanos?
1: I would love that I mean, even more. If I could have like baby Thanos, I'd love that. Cuckoo I'm going to take over the world. that's not that's not a great baby thanos impression but i tried andrew you you did it very well i think thanos still had hope in his voice when he was a baby
0: (laughs) google gaga avengers endgame is too long but i'm still thanos i rock (laughs) (laughs) oh boy number four it is entirely fine to deny anyone a plus one for any reason yeah i say yes andrew it is your wedding if you don't want to invite toxic margie Because she's had one too many Merlots and she has way too many tattoos and she, uh, you know, murdered her uh, ex-husband for giving her the wrong drink. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's that's you're right. Margie's not
1: invited right beat it beat it it's time for you to get out this is our day and you shouldn't be here
0: yeah and c- kind of a tie-in number three your closest friends not you should control the guest list I you know this is I-, I disagree with this I don't know why Slate.com said this because I think that the people who are getting married should control the guest list I mean my only uh, my only reasoning for why Slate.com says this way is maybe the two people that are getting married there kind of afraid of hurting other people's feelings so maybe they think that their closest friends are the ones that are going to be able to like easily be objective and hurt people's feelings maybe that's the reasoning Andrew
1: I was actually thinking along that lines when I read the doc and I was thinking like maybe they're like there's that degree of separation so the people who aren't invited don't take it as personally but as the other person on the other end I kind of feel like that person would be horrible hurt a little bit more that the individual didn't tell them themselves.
0: Right. Right. I I totally get that. I mean, I think that um, you don't want to be surprised in the worst way possible if you just give over control to someone else. (laughs) It's like, make sure that the people that are invited completely to your wedding are the people that you as the bridegroom, groom, groom, bride, bride, whatever that you want. I think that should be just said right there. Uh, number two, no outdoor summer weddings. Hey, well, okay. Uh, summer is a tricky time of year. It could either be, I mean, and it depends on where you are. Like, it could either be uh cool or a mildly warm kind of day, like a 70 degree kind of day. Or it could be like my uh, cousin Kathy's wedding where it was like 97 and sunny outside. So everybody, of course, was sweating and kind of complaining internally about that. Um, What do you think about outdoor summer weddings, Sandra? Would you go to one or would you just be like, Matt, it's going to be hot? I know I'm not (laughs) going to go.
1: I would, if it's going to be like hot and I know wherever they're getting married at probably doesn't have the best air conditioning. I'd rather just be outside. Maybe we'll feel full of breeze. Global warming, you know, she's here and the temperatures are just going to keep getting hotter. So we've got to kind of get used to it. So I would be outside.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I am all for the thing of like – Summer. It's like a time of romance. Like when the heat goes up outside, weather wise, people get turned on. And of course, some people like go to weddings to hook up with other people. So I feel like that would increase the 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 uh, the sexual
1: stimulus, if you know what I mean it would the last summer wedding i went to was outside at a beach in florida and i hooked up with a really good guy because i was like he looks good in his little shorts over there
0: nice now the morning after were you like like did you did you still like the guy or were you just like oh god why did i do that
1: (laughs) Uh, the morning after i was like hey this was great let's go get pancakes and then we got breakfast and i went home oh there you go that's nice yeah it was a fun little night i love that
0: Man, you know, I, you're, you fascinate me, Andrew. So like literally it was a fun night, a fun morning with pancakes.
1: And then that's it. You never saw the guy ever again. Never saw him again. We've never talked again, but it was just a fun time.
0: So do you have that arrangement before like you do all the, the making out and whatnot? Uh, or d- is it just like a silently agreed thing that, OK, this is going to be a hookup. Yeah, maybe we'll have breakfast together in the morning. But then after that, we're done.
1: You know, in this scenario, I'm pretty sure I told him I'm going to be out of town in a day, so I'm not going to try to be your friend. But in other scenarios, it's kind of just like mutually agreed. Like, hey, this is fun, but there's nothing's going to come from this. All
0: right. Well, you know what? Hey, there, there are people that... Uh will uh, take that arrangement and stride and then of course there are people like me that are just like oh, i want you to call me i know you're like i know you're like 20 hours away but please call me like
1: i would be i would be the worst kind of gay hookup like just the worst <laughs> so, so, so. well john you wouldn't be terrible like if you can make it past one week of hooking up with gay dudes it would be like okay now we're engaged, oh. and at the engagement mark, you're just in a relationship forever from that point. Oh,
0: so it's not too different from like a lesbian hookup thing.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, lesbians! I love y'all, but y'all move very fast. Oh really?
0: <laughs> so that's not a stereotype. <laughs> that's actually true. Lesbians really move fast.
1: I mean, I have lesbian friends. I love them, and I'm only saying this from an outside perspective. But I have seen women get together, one week they're dating, two weeks later they're moving in together, three weeks later they're married, and then two months down the line they've already had children together.
0: So is it because of like, is it like a narrow tribe mindset that they have? Like this mindset of like, oh, there's not too many lesbians out there, so I gotta hang on and cling to whatever I can get. Is it that? Is that why? Or is it just that stereotypical feminine thing of like, you know, females love commitment
1: and males don't? I don't think it's like this tribe mentality of like, this is how we just progress. I do think that there is a lot of comfort in finding somebody who's been through the same walk of life. And especially going through it as a queer person, if you've ever had to be in the closet for your own safety, it kind of builds a faster bond through that form of Trauma, but then also expression once you're finally out. So it kind of allows us to bond very quickly, but then in some situations it's worse. But I have noticed it happens more, at least in my world, on the lesbian side. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Finally, number one, no more engagement parties on the list of wedding rules for 2023. Um, you know, my mom threw uh, Tony and myself a decent engagement party. God, we got. We got engaged back in uh, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, 2022. Uh, so, yeah, that day, that later that day, my mom already knowing of the plans, she threw us a decent engagement party. I had Tony uh, awkwardly tell the story to everybody uh, of how I proposed to her, which wasn't really great. I mean, I didn't do, like, the the big creative surprise. Tony kind of saw it coming. Um, but uh, nonetheless, you know, my mom and my aunt and uh, my various other relatives, they they threw us a nice, decent party. So I'm kind of like in between on that. I think, you know, hey, if it's, you know, with the people you love and they have some food that is free, then, you know, why why not? Well, how, how, what say you on engagement parties, Andrew?
1: I want a massive engagement party. We're talking you come and get a gift bag and a free dog before you leave.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So your engagement party is more like a game show contest thing.
1: It's like a game show with elegance. I want there to be fountains spraying chocolate. We need a full orchestra, a harpist to just walk around the area where you eat. Like I want this thing to be so massive that nobody ever wants to leave.
0: Now, because you want this massive thing, is this something that you're hoping somebody else will pay for, or is this something that you're more than willing to pay for yourself?
1: (laughs) Somebody else can pay for it. If you're listening, you know, give me a little money. I like your products. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Say that one more time. What was the what was the person you're shouting out? I was saying somebody like Gucci or Fendi or Rihanna, uh, you know, if you hear this, just I would love to have a party and you pay for it and I will tell it everybody that this is where I got these things from. Okay. I'm gonna have to hustle.
0: I'm gonna have to hustle and try to find Rihanna's PR representative. And bribe them, you know, say, hey, I know about these dirty secrets, promote my friend Andrew, give him an engagement party that he'll never forget, or else I'll reveal the dirty secret of you uh, and a dog and a horse robbing, <laughs> <laughs> robbing, a, robbing a bank in Wyoming or
1: something. I don't know. That is not where I saw that going, but now I am excited <laughs> to, to see what this dog does. I knew what you were going to you, you think you, you thought I was going to go the BC out route. I, I thought it was going to be like a horse and a dog walk into a bar and then something happens. Oh. But now I'm even more thrown, John. <laughs> OK, OK. Well,
0: that's a lot more wholesome than the BC Audi route. I, 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 <laughs> I like the dog and the horse walk into a bar. thing a lot better. Yeah. yeah. The, extremes of my, the extremes of my mind always go to sex, Andrew. You know that. You know me better than anyone.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Sex is natural. It is.
0: It is. It's a natural process. Adam and Eve did it, and so can we. <laughs> uh, God. well. If you have any uh, thoughts, concerns, comments, questions about this slate list of new wedding rules for 2023, especially if you're getting married uh, soon, like I am, coming up in September with my lovely fiancée, Tony, uh, feel free to reach out to us on socials, um, facebook.com slash The Anything Show. We're on YouTube at The Anything Show with Jean-Francois. Uh, at anything show Francois on Instagram, TikTok, um, Andrew, I'm going to optimistically give you the floor to give you, you know, your socials. Uh, I, I'm hoping that you get it right this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am because you can follow me at AJ Vanderton on Instagram and AJ is called ajay and on TikTok at AJ underscore Vanderton. Boom. Boom. I
0: looked at my socials today. You you did your yearly check of your socials. (laughs) I love that. But you know what? That makes you a lot more healthier in mindset than me. I mean, I I, I always say to myself, like, oh, God, I wish I could just be like Andrew and not drive myself crazy with podcasting and social media and all that stuff. Uh, Because you probably, I mean, people look at you and they're like, oh, my God, you look like 16 years old. You're so great. And then people look at me and you're like, oh, God. Jonathan, are you a prune or a person?
1: <laughs> John, you look like you are a relaxed and loving life, which is always a good thing. So enjoy social however you can enjoy it. That's all I can say. For me, it causes me so much anxiety to open an app that I just have to walk away from it.
0: Yeah, as you should. And you know what? It is Mental Health Awareness Month. So it's very fitting. It's a very fitting reminder to tell people, look, if social media gives you that anxiety, gives you that mental health that you don't like,
1: then walk away from it. Yeah, walk away from it. I mean, the world looks completely different when you don't see it through a social media lens.
0: I agree. But still, follow us. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) All right, coming up, writer-director Tom DiNucci of the film Johnny and Clyde. Yes, it may not be having the best reviews right now, but still, give it a chance. It has Megan Fox. That's all you need to know. But before that, Andrew, should I do my uh, creepy ASMR right now?
1: Please do it.
0: I didn't do it last week, so I I, I, I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, here we go. Oh, God. Here we go.
1: <clears throat> Phlegm. Butter rackets, Pesto pasta. Farty gas nonsense, Friday is the best day of the week, and a
0: dog and a horse walk into a bar and they don't have sex with each other. There's a lot happening with Johnny and Clyde. I mean, I found it to be a really interesting story. Obviously, a Bonnie and Clyde influence, a lot of heist action activity. Uh, Can you can you break down the story for us? Of course, without spoiling it for people who want to watch it.
2: Sure. Uh, Johnny and Clyde tells the story of two star-crossed lovers that have a little bit of an affinity for murder and mayhem. And they're looking to book their next job. And their next job is robbing a casino that's run by... Megan Fox's character. But what they don't realize is this casino has a very unique security measure in place. And that security system is in the form of a demonic demon called Bakwas. Uh, So, you know, they're not worried about motion sensors. They're not worried about crazy locks. They have a friggin' demon they have to fight in order to get this money.
0: And take me through your brain as you were coming up with the concept of this movie, because um, it's I mean, there's just so much to it that I mean, someone like me, I wouldn't be able to come up with that. So. So what 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 were the seeds of of you, uh, you know, creating this story?
2: You know, it came down to characters first, you know, myself and my writing partner, Nicholas Principe, uh, we came up with the idea of just these two lovers that you know are the only thing that they're in love with more than each other is death and destruction and that's kind of what they bond over uh you know some couples like to take dancing lessons johnny and clyde like to rob people randomly uh cause acts of violence uh so it really started with these two characters and then you know movies have been so there's so much repetition in films and part of that is what we love we love to see things that we know that we like. Uh, so Nick and I, when we wrote the script, we really wanted to make it like a love letter to a lot of the genre movies that we grew up kind of, uh, you know, being drawn to. Uh, so that's why this movie is very much a buffet, if you will. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of the action. It's got a little bit of the comedy. It's got some of that supernatural vibe. Uh, we just wanted to make it almost like two kids on the floor with all their action figures playing with He-Man, playing with G.I. Joe, playing with their Ghostbuster figures. And they all just kind of come together into this medley of destruction.
0: Yeah. And talk about uh, some of the genre movies that you were influenced by. I mean, it looks like you already mentioned some of them, possibly He-Man, Ghostbusters, those kind of genres.
2: Yeah, you know, we wanted to go with a lot of the 80s and early 90s pop culture. Um, You know, we definitely wanted to go with the kind of team vibe. That's why, you know, Masters of the Universe was kind of pulled from. If you notice, Megan, her character is always surrounded by everything purple and pink. And she's basically our Skeletor kind of a character in the film. Uh, But also, as far as just traditional films go, uh, you know, movies like From Dust Till Dawn, uh, movies like Natural Born Killers. Uh, You know, movies like that were really kind of in the on the playlist when Nick and I were crafting the script.
0: Talk about uh, how you got Megan Fox to be in the movie. I mean, she is obviously the crime boss and she, you know, of course, she she is very, very compelling to watch. So um, how how did you picture the story? Tell us about that.
2: Well, producer Chad Verdi, who I've worked with for many years, uh, we've made many movies together. He's always had a great track record of bringing in really high-end talent. And it was no different on this movie. Uh, And, you know, he's he's built a lot of great relationships with various agents and and managers. And uh, it's as simple as getting Megan's people the script. She read it and she really responded to it. You know, it's a fun role for her. You know, she can really just... uh, let her hair down and she did in this movie because you'll see her with this kind of a, a platinum blonde look that she has never displayed in any of her other films. So this was a chance for Megan to kind of be somebody else and really, really uh, break out a different version of herself. And I think that that's what drew her to the script.
0: And, and, you know, in sending her the script, it seems like you in a sense offered her the part. So was going into that thinking like okay like there's a side of megan fox that a lot of audiences have seen and i want the audience to have an opportunity to see that different side is that kind of what went into sending her the script
2: absolutely and you know i mean really when it comes to working with talent at that level if you send them a script you're pretty much making an offer at that point you know it's, that's kind of like comes with it um and for us we just wanted to make it different you know make it something that we know that megan fan Me- megan has a ton of fans and we wanted to give them a little variety because after all that is the spice of life. And I think it's the same thing with movies, you know, um, it's nice when you get to see an actor kind of do something a little different.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And um, were you worried at all that Megan's celebrity status, especially you know her, her relationship right now with MGK, do you think that would have distracted from the movie or were you just fully confident that you were just going to go on acting ability and the story of the movie itself?
2: You know, uh, MGK actually visited us on set and, you know, we had a nice day with him and it was really no distraction whatsoever. And, uh, you know, here's the thing that people need to realize. Celebrities have lives, you know, they've got relationships, they've got family members, they've got people that, you know, matter to them. And it's no different with Megan. And, you know, that's a part of her life. And we uh, we cast her with with everything included and we were happy to do it.
0: How did MGK respond to the movie? Did he offer input? I mean, what what, what were his thoughts?
2: You know, he was there just briefly. Uh, It was kind of funny. You know, we shot this film in Providence, Rhode Island, and he happened to be doing a show in Boston, which, uh, you know, is only about an hour away from Providence. So it just worked out where, you know, just like just like any other relationship, you know, call your girlfriend up and say, hey, honey, I'm I'm actually in town close by. Can I come, you know, come want to hang out? And he came by set and visited and Uh, It was just great timing. So uh, he didn't really say much about the film. He was kind of just there and being supportive. Awesome. And I'm sorry, I'm starting to get to
0: know you, Tom, Uh, prior to this film. uh, Give me an idea of like how you were coming up as a director and and what you went to it in the first place.
2: Well, I went to uh, a film school called New England Tech, uh, which is here in Rhode Island. And I was one of those kids that never really kind of was drawn to anything. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, and once I kind of started realizing that, like, oh, wow, wait a minute, this whole like telling stories with a camera, that's a profession. I could make money doing that. And once I realized that this is something that I could actually strive for, I was like a duck to water. And, and I, that's all I did for the last, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 39 this summer. And, and really, since I was 19 years old, all I've been doing is writing scripts, making movies. And I'm also an actor, but a lot of that was kind of by proxy, by necessity. You know, when you're young and you're writing a lot of scripts, it's like, well, who am I going to rely on? I'll just write this part for myself because I know I'm going to show up at 6 a.m. and actually be there for the shoot. Um, So it was just a really it's just a lot of hard work, you know, just a lot of years putting the time in.
0: And what uh, I mean, obviously, the creative side of directing, that's. What drew you into it? Um, what about all those other little details that directors either love or hate? You know, the little technical things like, oh, God, I don't know if I could you know, have this person wear this costume because of how the lighting is going to reflect on camera, like little nitpicky things like that. I mean, do you like things like that? Or is that just one of those things where it's like, OK, that just kind of comes with the job and I have to deal with it?
2: I, I love it. I love every part of it. I love every methodical detail that goes into every aspect of my films you know i'm one of those directors that's very hands-on i want approval on every single article of clothing that every actor wears i want approval on every prop i want approval on every uh, wall piece that hangs on the wall uh, that's my painting you know and and i want to be aware of every single brushstroke that happens in it so i love that i mean if you're not into that get out of this business what are you doing Right, right. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Johnny and Clyde. Uh, Remind us when the film opens. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Remind us when the film opens in theaters. Oh, it opens up on uh, opens tomorrow, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. You can check out Johnny and Clyde streaming and on demand. So just punch it in your Google machine and it'll pop up. There's plenty of different ways you can watch it
0: i love it all right i'll follow you on instagram if you have one at anything show francois where i'm on instagram
2: i will follow you back brother the anything show with john francois on apple spotify or wherever you get podcasts join us on youtube facebook.com slash the anything show and instagram and tiktok at anything show francois